welcome to another edition of the Pioneer Perspective. As always, my name is Brad and I am joined by Alex. He's alive. He had COVID, had an episode with COVID, but now he's actually back because you've been working too much been, and you're here. Been do, doing things. I uh, Last week, and I'm, I'm very glad that the week before too, that uh, Jared and uh, Carnage uh, stood in for yeah. an awesome episode. I listened to it on the way commuting to work. But what's funny that week, I had a Monday through Thursday, like, you know, working on my ass, uh, on my uh, thesis. Then on Friday, I was like, it's going to be a pretty relaxed day, I thought. And then I get a message on like Wednesday and it's like, hey, you've got class on Monday morning at half past eight. And I'm like, thanks. Um, and then I have to do a bunch of other stuff in a day. Turns out I had to eat my breakfast and lunch in the car because I just didn't have time to sit down and eat. I had... 20 minutes to make and eat my dinner, which also went wrong. So I had to spend time clearing it up because, like, I had to put something in the microwave. I'll pr I probably messed up, but the instructions were weird. And it basically sort of, like, half exploded. So I had to clean up the microwave, too. Then had to rush over, pick up a friend, go to an FNM. Still 3 wand, But... <laughs> <laughs> and then I came home at midnight. The, the subtle, yeah, humble, the humble brag. brag. And then I came home at midnight and I was like, wow, this is what sitting down and not having to think is like. <laughs> Miss that today. Just kind of stare at the wall and you're like, wow. Wow. Nice. And I look at my phone and He's there's like no it. like thing in it. It's like, I don't have to, I don't have to be anywhere now. I could just be where I want to be. Obligations. <laughs> If you've been watching the, I guess we're trying a new thing and seeing uh, there's going to be two versions of this uploaded. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, if you're watching the video version, which is unedited, uncut, all that stuff, um, which uh, which is pretty great, has like the, the pre rambles and stuff like you can kind of see how we get started in the episode. <laughs> Depending on how presentable it is, we might have to have a think. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think it's anything bad. We talk shit about Ben Shapiro and Jordan Peterson. True. And I'm going to be honest. If we lose a listener because they're super big Jordan <laughs> Peterson fans, I'm going to be honest and be like, you know what? Bye. I'm that, sorry. Fair. It's, I, don't, I don't care that much. Um, but anyway, welcome. You've already seen a little bit. And now we're actually getting started with actual real pioneer shit. Can't believe it. Uh, I know. Pioneer on my podcast? <laughs> there's been a lot of new stuff going on and uh we we have some some stuff to talk about b with the release of new capenna and like different archetypes that have actually been either completely created to a sense or like new to the format tried before in some ways of form but like not representing anywhere either numbers that they have now and other archetypes just raised in general because of new cards um and i think the biggest one to talk about in that regard is, is Ledger Shredder alone. That card, let's see, has spawned. Is it prowess essentially replaced thing in the ice in Phoenix and is also a mainstay in Esper Greasefang. This card is insane and it's demanding a, like a what? $20 price tag in paper and then like a 60 tick price tag in MTGO fucking insane i'm gonna be honest at that price point the card basically has to be overrated but um I don't yeah. know, the, the card's good i do think people are kind of losing their marbles a little bit over it especially because some people are like wow but your opponent has a 
if it also works for your opponent. And I'm like, yeah, yeah but their first card's just a kill spell. But like, um, I, d- I do really like last week how um, what Jared mentioned when he talked about the card, which I thought was interesting, is that the approach of just give your opponent as many choices as possible because they're going to overthink things and mess up. And I, yeah. I think that's that's honestly pretty reasonable. And I do like, I've seen uh, Spike played Phoenix with it and he he had gone up a Delve spell because <clears throat> he, like, he felt like the Ledger Shredder enabled that and I can... I can see why. Uh, I also see a version here in the challenge that went down to only three pieces of the puzzle because, you know, the card is a little clunky and, you know, lowered their curves, more strangles, spell pierce in the main. You know, that's definitely like it can enable things like main deck spell pierce because you could don't, don't really get flooded on those effects as much. You know, which can be a problem with Phoenix if you have like two spell pierce in the main, you just draw both. You're like, well, now I'm not casting three spells a turn, am I? So, mm-hmm. it's pretty useful for that type of thing. Um, doesn't this make your Winoda matchup, like, much worse, though? Like, from the Phoenix perspective? Yeah, like, Thing in the Eye is kind of shits on Winoda, right? Yeah, flips the board. Like, yeah, I mean... I thought it was, like, half it, the point I, of the I card. Wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Phoenix kind of, like, go back into those, like, three different variants of, like, we've um, we've seen in the past where it's, like, either a thing in the ice or nothing, um, and it's just, like, all in on Phoenix or whatever. But the nothing variant is just and, bad. And also, like, the nothing variant is Leisure Shredder now. <clears throat> I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's also Sprite Dragon I've seen floating around, um, which is big in the, the prowess version itself, but Phoenix players have kind of picked up on Sprite Dragon to see if that's that's working. Um, I, I'm not sure how to feel about that Just one. Just more things that but died yeah, of Fatal Push. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. And it's, I mean, sort of thing in the ice, right? So yeah, true. you're just kind of replacing a threat for a threat in that sense. And there's some, you know, legitimacy to the idea of like, I want cards that eat removal earlier. Because like, okay, again, going back to what Jared said in the previous episode, he did say something that's like he really loves those cards. Those like that his style of play is like he loves cards that just say you hit it on the table and it's just like, hey, hey, kill me, kill me. And like if they don't, you run away with the game. If they do, you know, whatever. It eats a spell and you kind of go from there. Like that that is a that is a genuine aspect of your game. And a lot of good decks have those quote-unquote must-kill threats where it's like you gotta get rid of it but then i also have three more threats ready to go in the back burner um so we'll we'll see i I think ledger shredder i think you're right is a little overrated um really good card though yeah i i think the fact that it's spawned so many different things it's it's i think the main thing is that um what i see from a lot of people they sort of feel like oh ledger shredder is like the way to go and I think in a lot of these mm. archetypes, it's more a way to go. So, like, as you said, like, thing in the eye, uh, blue red phoenix is just going to be a thing in the ice version or a shredder version. Or maybe you can find some hybrid, but you obviously don't want to, you know, too many dilute your deck too much of instants and sorceries. But, like, you're going to have ledger shredder or thing. But I don't think, like, sell thing now before it drops, like, kind of thing. Like, nah, you, you, mm-hmm. there's, metas where you want this like you you want the um thing over ledger shredder i still think 
I still think that the best home for Thing in the Ice, <clears throat> maybe not the best home. I think Phoenix is still an exceptional home for it, right? But I don't think people should move away from that too much, especially like you said, it's good against Winota. But I was thinking if you want to bring back Demir Control, Demir Thing in the Ice, a more cantrippy focused control deck, uh, kind of building around Thing in that sense seems awesome. We've seen a few, few results from it here and there. Um, nothing crazy, some like five O's and stuff. I don't know if it's had any top eight finishes. I don't think it has. Maybe a top 16. Um, but that's something that I think would be interesting to kind of explore more because, you know, I, I would like to see some more variants of control I think, in general. I think um, a Demir control deck could definitely be uh, a deck with both. Like a thing in the like your Winkledge yeah. R thing in the Ice Ledger Shredder, maybe one or two Jaces, or maybe um, one or two Claim to Fame, and you literally just have like two pathways with a red side. Sometimes you get to do the Fame thing, but you don't really yeah. care, and you're obviously delving it away often anyway. So like maybe, maybe you, you just go like Grixis. Yeah, but I I don't know if that's worth it for the spell. I, I think the moment you go Grixis, you just well, lean into the red spell slingy stuff and you just slowly turn back into yeah. blue red control. Well, actually, I think at that point, you know, I think you just become Rakdos midrange splashing blue for like Ledger Shredder and Thing in the Ice because you would want to play Fable the Mirror Breaker, Expressive Duration, um, Strangle, Dreadbore. I, I, right? Yeah, but I, I do feel that deck wants to be a four opt four consider deck too. Like, I think your base is, like, four <clears throat> Shredder, four Thing in the Ice, four Opt, four Consider, and this either goes in a an Izzet Shell or a Demir Shell. Mm -hmm. Where I do feel like Izzet leans itself a little more for it, especially because you have, like, the potential to have your removal spells be things like Play With Fire that can still go upstairs. So, again, your spell count stays high. Uh, even you can cast a strangle on your own creature without killing it, which Fable Push would never allow you to do because CMC restricted. Um, but yeah, Ledger Shredder is awesome card. Open up some archetypes. I, I'll, 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 I felt a little smart because I heard so many people say like, "Oh, I didn't know it triggered on your opponent's stuff," which I'm pretty sure was like the thing I tweeted five seconds after it was spoiled. Like, hey, this triggers on your opponent's stuff. That's cool. And people are like, wow, it triggered yeah. on your... I didn't figure that out until the set's <clears> release. I'm like, my man, you had three weeks. <laughs> to be fair, no one could get the cards for the first week. True. Like, Mona was a mess. Couldn't get anything. Um, There's still some cards I can't get. Like, I wanted to try the uh, the, the prize rigger, rigging, prize rigging, uh, or fight rigging. Fight rigging. That's the hideaway uh, card, that right? That card. Yeah, the enchantment. I wanted to try it, and it looked like a cool deck with, like, it was playing Ryrgesaur, uh, the new uh, Shakedown thing, Shakedown Black Card. The oh, the Shakedown six, Bully or, or something? Three mana of 6-5. Yeah. Um, and uh, then it was playing, like, Titan of Industry, uh, the the Green Gear Hulk, uh, Elder Guard Roth. It, it just looked like a cool deck. Um, and I was like, I want to try this. And, like, Card Hoarders, like, we have stammer uh we have um two total copies of the uh of the card i'm like oh, oh. guess i cool 
I can't play the deck now. Oh, God. And I'll go, I'll go fuck myself. <laughs> like, whatever. I, don't, I, I don't want to play the fight play rigging Axiom. deck with two fight rigging. Yeah, there's... New Capenna is really cool. I, I liked a lot of the cards. We've had a few hits between our lists on our top 10. Um, I think I, I had a couple of hits when it came to um, the uh, License Hearse. Uh, that's a really, really big card played on a lot of sideboards now. Um, that's like the main source of like graveyard hate. Uh, it's also, I think, a, 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 about to f- about 15 ticks on Moto now. Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. Um and then uh, Virtuo Illuminor, Illumin, what the fuck? The two drop connive wing target thing for Feather that I had at number nine. That was another hit. Like, that's sweet. And then you had Strangle at two. And Strangle's everywhere. I, I feel a little bit silly for like overrating it because um, sorcery and stuff, but I've, it's a form of an ascendancy for me now. Yeah, Carson. And knows. I'm like, yeah. And uh, it's interesting thing <clears throat> we've already seen uh, that I noticed in um, one of the decks that did well on the challenge. Let me <clears throat> see if I can find it. I believe it was an uh, an Izzet. It was like an Izzet Prowessy deck. And uh, it took a page out of the Feather book and it ran, um, what's that thing called? Two damage to me, four damage to you? Uh, Reckless Rage. Reckless Rage. Because... So good. Well, because a lot of people are now like, ooh, gotta gotta see if I can find some cool four toughness card. You're like, ha! Got him. Also, Ledger Shredder, yeah, because that's, that's gross to be a 2-4 yeah. really quickly. Uh, basically, on the same yep. turn you play it, if you do it well. So c- Cool to see those shifts happening already. Ob's just, like, nowhere. <laughs> like, that card's fucking flopped. Yeah. Like, And I, I'm shocked, <clears throat> and I'm Still, like, I don't know. Isn't this card still, like, really hard to get and basically unaffordable moto? Yeah, like... I mean, I, I, I mean, I've, I've played a few leagues with Abzan Greasefang, and I've gone against, like, Rakdos Sack a few times, and they've all had Ob in them. So, it just hasn't put up any results. Like, do you think the meta right now can afford... This isn't a good Rakdos Sack meta. No, you I have Winota still sitting at the top. You st- you have you have is it uh, prowess now as a thing? You have Grease Fang that can kill you on on three or four. Yeah, like I think it's um, or I think I definitely yeah I over I I definitely overvalued like like you know big surprise the Grixis player overvalued a grindy card in Rectos Colors. Mm-hmm. Um, It'll have its chance. Yeah. It'll have its meta to be like a fucking like we've seen that. We've seen Jun Food and like Rakdos Sack pop up and be the top couple of decks in the format. And you're like, yeah, we're in that meta. When you have like more Niv to light in the top, more control, things like that, more Rakdos mid range in general, those are great decks to battle those at the top. But when your top meta cards or top meta decks in general are Winota, Mono Blue Spirits, is it prowess mono red it's like yeah good good fucking luck playing uh playing obnixilis especially when i'm playing grease fang and they plus their their both their double <laughs> obnixilis so i'm like parheel into the yard parheel into the yard grease fang next turn i sent you a screenshot yeah. today of me typing in chat i said you fool when he plussed onto my onto me with obnixilis i'm like you fucking idiot yeah it's Sorry. I mean, Omnixilis will be great if we do all of Jared's bans. 
Like, well, let's talk about that. Yeah. So we had we had Jared talk about some band philosophy as well as Carnage in last week's. Um, and uh, you've you listened to it more recently than I have. Uh, so go ahead, recap yeah, what his I, thoughts um, were, and then give your rebuttal. See if I could do it all from the top of my head. Um, he suggested uh, definitely a point that I 100% agree with, where it's like, not, don't ban one, ban all, if you do. And I think it was mm. Lotus Field, Winoda, Karn, and Expressive Iteration. Well, know. no, not Karn. He said he wants Karn to be the top of like the, the, pow- the power level. Like representation, he's like Karn's a great card. Karn's a good card. Karn should be the the top representation of the power. I, I thought right. I thought his point was that either you ban Karn or you set Karn but as the precedent. That like this, we're said, a Karn format or we're below a Karn format. I think. Yeah, and he says he he thinks Winoda and Lotusfield are a step above Karn as far as power power level is right. concerned. Um, but. I he said he said ban the combo piece in the Karn deck. Oh yeah, yeah. I I. We we've we've done that song and dance before and it never works, right? It like same with Hogak and uh Karkra and Iron Works and like just 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 ban the ban the good card and don't ban all the shit around it. Um mm-hmm. I will say Karn is somewhat unique because it's an artifact with a sorcery on the backside, which is like I don't think they're gonna yeah. do that very often. But we're we're getting the Brothers War, so maybe maybe we will. Um, I still think Nykthos is what makes like they 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 disagree with me. Said Karn's what makes that deck really good, and I agree Karn's fucking phenomenal. But I think without Nykthos, I think you the, don't have I think those the crazy Karn combo you... part is giga overrated. Like the, like, the combo part is, happens because of Nykthos. You can't achieve that combo without. Well, Nykthos. but it, it's not even. But like once you have fourteen devotion on board, that's a game you're probably winning anyway. The only thing the combo is for is that you win it now. But you know what's also good yeah. against Parhelion? A playset of Cavalier of Thorns, right? So it's... I don't think it really matters all that much. And I've seen some mono green devotion gameplay. Like I've seen Todd Anderson play it and stuff. I, I don't think he ever even comboed. It was just... No. He plays a Storm the Festival on turn three. Then a second one on turn three. And his opponent's like, yeah, I've seen enough. And they scoop. Like mm-hmm. no combo needed. Um, you can almost pull like that LSV thing with the that story where he went to a legacy tournament and forgot to put tendrils in his sideboard of his yeah. storm deck, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he just storms off, and his opponent's like, "Yeah, I've seen it." Like, I wouldn't be surprised if people just start doing that with Carnage, just take that card out of the sideboard entirely. Um, I probably wouldn't do it because if I'm in a tournament against you, I'm going to make you have it. But. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know about that one, but I will say I'm biased. I fucking hate Karn, and it's because he's a wish card, and I hate wish cards. Like, design-wise, I, I fucking hate wish cards. Like, they're, they're so stupid. They completely defeat part of the game. Uh, I know it's like a good meme where it's like Monogreen doesn't sideboard, but it's like, but that sucks. Like, that's just... That's just not what your magic deck is supposed to do. If you don't want to play sideboard, go and play Hearthstone, where if you go to a tournament, you just bring three decks, right, instead of sideboarding. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think they did a sideboarded one in Hearthstone once. I think you had to bring, like, three sort of sideboarded copies of your deck, and you got to pick one in the postboard. But anyway, um, so I do agree with the idea that, like, you can't ban one. Because then you just get the rest. Uh, I would argue you might have to put Grease Fang on that list too. 
Because if you just ban Lotus Field, Expressive Iteration, Winoda, and potentially Karn, then people are just going to all be playing Grease Fang. Because there's like three variants of that deck that are good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, what I mostly thought was a, was a very strong point is the idea that like there's only a limited window to ban these cards. Otherwise, you can no longer do it. And they said, like, yeah, the next event is about the in the new year, about December. So I feel like you want to do these bands like August tops. Like, I would want to give the meta more time also because then there's still like a few large events leading up to the Pro Tour. And then you want to sort of like establish like what the narrative is heading into the Pro Tour. Right. So that's that's where about I'd put it. So they have like two months two and a half months to decide what they want with pioneer and then they just have to go ahead and do it um i would argue they have they have this entire year because there's still dreamhack atlanta yeah but some of the at the end of the year some of the european i think isn't in europe i know there's in some regions where their their big pro tour sort of finisher is in december so i think you know, banning cards end of November is probably a bad idea. I get that. Um, also, again, I would want to have a couple of big events with what Pioneer is now leading up to the the showstopper and not just have all mm-hmm. these events where it's all like Lotus and Winoda and then the showstopper is currently basically a different format because they banned all of it. Now, um... I'm I'm very torn I was very torn listening to it cuz personally I would very much like to see Winoda, Lotus, Karn probably expressive iteration I would maybe argue temporal trespass cuz it's more like one deck specific but um I do think there's a chance that if you ban all those combo cards we're all going to be playing expressive iteration decks so I really get where that sentiment comes from Mm-hmm. But I would like to see those cards personally gone. Um, if we're talking just, I'm the judge here. I get to ban for my own way for like what I think is fun. I kick those out. However, I'm worried that we're actually already too late. Um, I don't know about you, but now that it's announced as a pro tour format, and you know, for about two months or something, like Pioneer's really been in the forefront now. I know quite a few people that have now recently bought into Pioneer. And a lot of them yeah. are on, well, not a lot, but a couple of them. There are on Winoda, Mono Green. Uh, you know, they, they are on those decks because they're the good decks. And honestly, they're fun decks. Like, yeah. people could say whatever the hell they want about Winoda. It looks like a lot of fun when it's across from me. Where they, you know, get to do that. Like, I mean, I have an EDH deck with Mael that basically does this. Where just like spin the wheel, boys. You know, rub your hands. What's on the top? Yeah. And you know that that can be fun to play. Uh, making a billion mana with mono green seems seems cool. Uh, I <laughs> that's actually so much. fun. I have no it's idea so why people stupid. would play Lotus, but <laughs> I hate uh, that. Deck. I mean, okay, Lotus but, is Lotus is fun to play because like three times. I liked, well, no, I like um, 
I like the thinking behind it because you go like you gotta count your mana. You go, okay, can I do this? You have to like grow determined if you can combo off. And yeah, but a, then I play mono that, green. That's sweet spot because I get to do the yeah. same thing while playing cool big cards. I don't well, get to play mo- anywhere. Mono else. green, mono green is a little bit easier because like you just kind of like mono green straight of counting your devotion. Be like, okay, can I, I mean just that's on modo crazy? though because then you activate Nykthos and you see a number at the bottom left. They're like, that's it. <laughs> oh, yeah. When I played Monogreen, Monogreen is so much more fun in paper because you're like, because you get to you get to go through the you get thing to do the, like, hey, do the count the festival. Look at the top five. You get to go like actually look through them. Same thing with Winota too. You look at the top ones and you're like, sweet, sweet activation Cavalier, activation Cavalier, bam, 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 bam. Oh look, another Nykthos. Let's go. And like it, it, that that shit's Nykthos time is so much more um, fun in paper than it is on Moto. Yeah, like just getting yeah. that full grip. Just and like, like here's your seven cards. <laughs> no, here's a row of five and a row of two. I don't know why, but it presents them to me sometimes like that. Like the way the window, Ew. like the size yeah. the windows. Yeah. It's like here's five cards and here's two, and it's like, is this like, you know, the weirdest gifts I've given ever being cast against me, or like what do I what do I do with this pile? Um, but anyway, so you have a lot of people who now get into Pioneer. In this semi-established meta game, I would be worried. Like, I-, I think it's a balancing act. How many people are you gonna scare off versus how many people look at this new format are like scared away from it by that like it's all Winoda and Lotus narrative, which is untrue, but there there's a there's an element of truth to it, right? Um that these decks are very dominant. And honestly, again, I say they look fun to play, but they're not the most fun to sit across from. Uh, Winoda's fine. Lotus is just very unfun to play against, in my opinion. I, I agree. It's just I it's agree. just not an enjoyable experience. It reminds me very much of Nexus of Fate and Standard, which was just... It, it, you just F6. Yeah, it's just like IRL F6, hours. but especially if you're playing Control and you've got like that one negate and you're just sitting there like... I guess I just I, I have to let them do it because if they like tap low for their ultimatum and then you get to negate it and then next turn you untap and you you win so I I have to sit there and watch you do it and it's it's really unfun and then they get the whole pile and they you know it resolves and it's like yeah I have to let you go through it get the omniscience get the poor because you might whiff but you're not going to but you might so I have to do it it's really unfun play experience um in my opinion yeah I so agree. but no no yeah. I, I will say though it's so satisfying when you have when you have damping sphere in hand early game and you're like okay I'll let you let you do your thing and then they go like okay tap whatever go search for this and then like use the last two mana on turn three go lotus field and i'm like my turn damping sphere and they're like well oh. got him it feels great, but like okay, but from a viewer standpoint, because let's let's think let's not only think about it from the playing perspective here on the pioneer perspective, um, looking at like what it's like to sit across from these decks. Imagine you're watching the pro tour and you're watching these games and you see table one, top two players, it's Lotus Field versus like Winona, right? And you're like, who's gonna combo first, basically? Yeah, right. Or even in that that exact scenario I'm talking about, where like the person betters the Lotus player, all they did was play an artifact, and the Lotus player just goes, "Well, shit." Yeah, and that's it. It's like I play a like, deafening that, silence. I deal with it. Ha ha. 
I have another one. And then the game ends. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Right? Like, so I, so from a lot of perspectives, I would want it banned. But I'm also of the opinion that I, you want to ban as little as possible. I think people are very nilly-willy with bans, uh, which I think is wrong. Yeah. There's a lot of people that play Magic and they have one deck. And they they like the deck and it's, it's like something good. Because a lot of people that I've spoken to who have gone for Winoda or have considered Winoda said they went for it because they remember how much fun they had playing the game in Historic. Like, playing Winoda in Historic. Yeah. And they were like... Oh, and then I heard that Pioneer was a thing, and then I heard that Winoda was legal, and I remember how much fun that deck was in Historic, so I wanted to play it in Pioneer. And now you're going to ban it. Mm. And from Wizards' perspective, you basically just want the balancing factor of what's the biggest net gain, right? How many people do you scare off versus how many people do you attract to the format by doing this? Um, but in that balancing act... They don't consider, like, there's people who aren't in the format and wouldn't be in the format, so they're basically, quote-unquote, unaffected. And the people you're bumming out, and they go away, and they've lost, like, a couple hundred bucks on a deck that they now no longer care about. And, I don't know, is it like that sort of, like, sticking up for the little guy type of attitude? Like, maybe, maybe you're not the, you know, you're not the demographic they're looking for, but you did, you know, spend your time on the format, you spend your money on the game, and, like, that should be appreciated and not be lost in this, like, equation that they want to use. So I find it a difficult thing to balance. Um, I would probably do that, like, sweeping ban idea. But the main thing I agree with is you either do a sweeping ban or none. If they have a ban form announcement that they're like, we ban Winoda, that's it. I'd be like, yeah, that's dumb. Like, you can't just ban Winoda. Yeah, it doesn't solve anything. Because there's enough other uninteractive decks or low interactive decks that you have to play against. So that that wouldn't solve anything. And that that also doesn't send a message across, which I also thought was an important point that Jared and Carnage made. You want to have a message across of what you want the format to be. So if you ban Winoda, well, what made Winoda a problem that doesn't make Greasefang a problem. Because especially now that we have Greasefang builds that do something else than Greasefang, um, it's kind of similar to Winoda. You know, they have the Greasefang nuts, or they just smack you about with an Asikas chariot. Seems yeah. the same to me, to or, be honest, but... Or they they play basically Rakdos, Pyre, or Rakdos midrange with, like, Fable the Mirror Breaker you know, blood, uh, blood generation. Yeah. And I'm like, it, it, to be honest, this is the same deck. Like, Rack, Mardu, uh, Mardu or Ops on Greasefang and Winoda, to me, they're the same deck. I just bring in a different hate piece. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, the, the frustration is the or same. Or the same. Or the same hate yeah, piece. Yeah, if you bring Rayon and Feeble. And you're like, or, uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I was gonna say, yeah, Runestone. Yeah, works Runestone too. Works or too. Uh, uh, what's uh, Volley, Running Volley. Yeah, like so. There, there's, but it's like, yeah. So even the sideboarding is the same in some of them. So like the, the the reason why the deck is frustrating to play against is the same, except with Greasefang you take thirteen and you're basically dead. With Winoda you're actually dead. But like 
that doesn't make much of a difference to me personally. I mean, actually, Winota can end in the same way for the most part, too, if you're just playing the regular, like, you know, Huntmaster build with, like, no, like, uh, Blade Historian. You're just like, yeah, I hit you for 15 this turn. You're at five, but I have a board of, like, four wolves, double Huntmaster, Winota, and all these dorks. Yeah, like a Chariot and, like, a Lair of the Hydra, and you're like, what yeah. do you do, right? You're, yeah. ba- you're, you're essentially... Yeah, dead. exactly. But, like, we can talk about band stuff, right, with what we think, what Jared thinks, what Carnage thinks, we can have this philosophy, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It's what Wizards thinks. And based on their announcement for Winota Historic, I'm sorry, uh, Explorer, saying that they're temporarily banning it, that they're planning on unbanning it with the release of Brothers War, reevaluating it within the format as we get the first batch of Historic Anthology with Pioneer cards this summer and then new sets... They're gonna be like, yeah, yeah it's, it's Brad, back on the table. It's, but you, that that tells me that tells me they think it's fine in Pioneer. Because if they thought it was a problem in Pioneer right now, they even if it was even on their radar, they would do something about it on that same ban list that they did it for Explorer. They wouldn't sit there and be like, hey, P- Winota can come back and Explorer. We're already preemptively telling you that it wouldn't make sense I'm, for it to be too busted in their eyes. For Pioneer, if that's the case, it doesn't make sense. No, I don't. I, to be honest, um, I am pretty sure that the people who work on Explorer and the people who work on Pioneer are not in the same building. So, no, like, there's no okay. Well, you can say that about Historic, and I, I've, I've bitched about this enough. With like, there's this obvious disconnect with Historic in that there is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna nip that in the bud for you. I'm gonna say there's no fucking shot that there's zero communication between Explorer and Pioneer because it's the same format. It's the same thing. It's working towards being full Pioneer. In, in no years, though. Way. Like, in literal yeah, years, no which is a thing they could have done in an afternoon. So, like... Yeah, but there's no fucking way that they're not communicating anyway. There's no way that they don't have... They, to, in my eyes, the Explorer people or just the Pioneer people are being like... Yeah, but, yeah, but even then, probably there's... There's definitely a reason to write it the way they did, even if you think Winoda's also a problem in Pioneer. Because you're just like, this weird. is an Explorer announcement, so we're going to write about Explorer, and we're not going to touch but, on Pioneer why, in the same thing. But why say it's coming back? Like, that's the weird thing. If, if it was just too... Well, like, because they're, if they're they reiterating what they, Explorer they, stands they, for. Yes, but they, they, there's no reason to make that. There's no reason for them to say that. Like, what's, what's the benefit? Well, to... What is the benefit of them saying to, that? To, like, reaffirm that message that, like, this is supposed to be Pioneer. We just don't have all the cards. So you really want to dig yes, in, like, we've but, banned this, we've banned this, but that's only because we don't have all the cards, because this will be Pioneer, and they're really trying to hammer isn't it Isn't that home. a Freudian slip? Isn't that a Freudian slip of, like their subconscious view of like what the pioneer meta is supposed to be and their philosophy of it. I don't know. Saying it, that they're going to bring back Winota. Like, like not even like, like they say they, they, they are planning on unbanning it with the brothers war. Like I, that, I don't understand how that even makes sense for them to even like, imagine they do this. Imagine they do this. Imagine there's Explorer, right? And then they brothers war comes out. They unban Winota and a month later it's banned in pioneer. That that wouldn't that seems so fucking weird to me for that that, that even to occur. Yeah, I mean, maybe 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 I'm just being cynical, but like you're saying, like that sounds weird, and it's like that means it sounds exactly like a thing we'll see would do. Okay, like, fair. <laughs> that's 
the fact that it's probably a bad idea to do doesn't mean Watsy doesn't do it. Like, this is just how they operate. Yeah. I I, I try to still hold out some form of optimism with Watsy, and, like, the fact that they're pushing towards this being like pioneer on arena and like explore and they're they're they are making the effort it may not be the effort that you and i want we bitch about that enough okay the the several years thing is bullshit it should have been pioneer from the get-go historic should have never been a thing should have been pioneer okay that's all under the water under the bridge whatever the fuck doesn't matter that's the point though they're still showing maybe it's too little too late but they're still showing the effort of like we want to make this happen so it uh, that optimism in that sense is like it, how the fuck how do they fuck it up that hard because again let's work backwards think of it from, from wizard's perspective if they say all this shit about they're gonna believe they're gonna bring back winota they're letting you know it's because it's a small card pool yada 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 and that's essentially saying but reading between the lines that it's fine and pioneer like if they're basically saying if we had full pioneers wouldn't even be a discussion but imagine they do what i said and they unban it in Explorer and then ban it in Pioneer. You have a lot of people that are getting into Pioneer through Explorer. And you talk about that, that, you know, cost effectiveness or like you know, the balance of like how many people do you lose? How many people do you like kind of bring back to the format? The trust in what Wizards has for Pioneer would be shattered if they did that. Yeah, it would be absolutely shattered. Now, if they, if, while it's banned in Explore, before we get the Brothers War, if they come out prior to then, that is their timeline, prior to then, if they ban Winota and Pioneer at that moment, and then they say in the same article that they say the ban announcement for Pioneer, they say, this will also be uh, redacting our statement about Winota come back with Brothers War and Explorer. It will not be unbanned. It will be in coinciding with the Pioneer ban list in that regard then that's fine. But if they do it the other way around, you ruin and fuck the format. The same way, like, they did the sweep mail of the combo decks, where we had the thing if they didn't ban Kethis, and then Kethis turns out to be what they potentially feared of being an amazing deck and just terrifying, you kill Pioneer because you ruin trust in that regard, because you didn't hit everything at once. This is the same concept. And for them to make that hindsight decision... Then, even though it was too late with the combo decks, they still made that, I, I would say, correct decision regardless of how I feel about Kethis. There's no fucking way they do that again when they've already experienced it and received that insane, horrible feedback and negative press about the format that almost killed it on its own because they acted too late. I just can't understand or fathom them doing that much of a colossal fuck-up with Explorer and Pioneer come this fall. Yeah, it's like I'm I'm inclined to agree, but also I think a a fair assessment and that's also something you touched on last week with uh I think it was Jared said like MTGO is a terrible thing to like base your format on. Like MTGO results. Uh, yeah, agree I agree. So that's why I'm thinking like until the big tournaments start hitting, I don't think they're going to do anything. Because they want to see what happens when people are actually playing with the cards and paper and the big events are played and like, yeah, you know, agreed. because this is still like challenges. And to be honest, for a lot of like pro players, challenges don't matter either. 
because they will just like play the challenge of the format they want to play which can be just like whichever one works in their schedule and they'll play modern and then they do well in the modern challenge and they get the points and they'll use that to play in a pioneer event because those points i believe aren't specific on moto so you could just do yeah. well in modern and then join like a pioneer event that needs like some sort of thing to fx oh yeah i do know that because some people jam vintage because the games are really quick so if they're like oh, i need to get mm-hmm. three more five o's before tomorrow i'll play some vintage because the leaks are super fast um so like i i'd have to wait till then anyway i think also to assess how much of a problem these decks are because we see a lot of winoda but there's a lot of reasons for winoda to be popular and maybe when you go to the big tournaments we could see that there's also plenty of reasons to play something else and then it might be all right because I'm still really enjoying the format. So, like, I'm saying, like, yeah. I would probably ban those cards, but I'm saying that very sort of, like, hesitantly because, you know, that's, like, it would really be sort of, like, min-maxing the fun in the format. Where it's, like, I don't think it makes it that much better. I do think it probably makes it better. But, like, it's not like the format's unfun and that would make it fun. You know, in my head, it's like the format's yeah. a 9 out of 10. That would make it like a 9.5 out of 10. So there's a degree to which I just don't care. But if we know that eventually, if these decks become everything there is to do, well, then, you know, format would be a 7 out of 10, and you'd make it a 9 out of 10 again by banning it. And then I'd be like more up in arms about it. And I'm like, ah, I, don't, I don't care. I don't play any of the decks either. So to be honest... So if they ban it, I'm like, okay, guess I'm changing my sideboard, picking another sweeper. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I, I own, I own Lotus and paper, and uh, and Winota and paper, and Mono Green, um, right? At least parts and of Mono it. Green and paper, <laughs> uh, the whole thing. I own, I own the whole thing in paper. Yeah, I'm not missing anything. Nykthos and everything, Karn, all. Of that, that's just for me. The, the strategy piece. is just to play bad decks, and they never ban anything. Like, that's just the strat. <laughs> just play bad decks. They never ban your cards. And when a BNR hits, you're just like... Nickel Bulls the Ravager gets banned. I'd be very sad. And then I would put the promo on my commander deck and I'd be all right. But, but that, was a, yeah. that was a funny one the other day. Uh, I made a tweet when I was like, finally went to FNM, blah, blah, that, fri- that busy Friday. I was like, finally, someone salted out again. Playing against my control yeah. deck. Like, been a long time. And I think a very telling thing was um that week prior my friends for my birthday had given me uh the san diego comic-con promo for nickel bolus dragon god mm-hmm. a lot of people yeah, don't even yeah. know that card exists so Dude, the, the, all this all the san diego comic-con promos are so cool looking all of them there's some of the yeah. best promos there are so i uh i cast it and basically and i already had played an event i think before with the card in it and the reaction was basically every time i cast it my opponent would be like holy fuck, what's that? And they want to like pick it up and look at it. And this guy, I cast it and he was like, okay. I was like, I sort of like play it. And you know, I, I first put the card, then I get the dice, you know, yeah, I have a good look. And he's like, all right. Yeah. All right. Resolves. Yeah. I don't have anything. And I'm like, you're not having a good time, are you? <laughs> I did kind of want to tell him, it's like, maybe you should learn how to sideboard before complaining because he kept it in the play set of Fatal Push. And I was like, 
I don't know what you're doing, dude. It's control. Yeah, but he did lose to a Shark Typhoon game one, but I don't think your Fatal Pushes can keep up with that anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, you you don't you don't keep in Fatal Push for Shark Typhoon. Oh, the, 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 the game two was weird anyway, because he passed on turn one, passed on turn two. Turn three, he did end step Coligan's command, you discard two damage to you. He untapped play to Kalidus. And I was like, this is this is not how you play this matchup, my friend. <laughs> this this is not yeah, how it goes. Work at all. Like Kalidus isn't a card. I I, I, he was like, uh I, I I doubt he listens anyway, but like he was I know he's relatively new to the format and like he 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 plays modern and he basically just picked up this deck. You wouldn't do that in modern anyway. Yeah, so I, I, but like, I don't know, maybe his sideboard was like really poorly constructed and he was like, holy shit, I should have maybe. a play set of gold blank in here. Like, it's, I don't know. Just, just maybe, Alex. Let's, let's not think about it too hard. Maybe he just sucks. There's nothing wrong with that. That's okay. Sometimes you suck <laughs> at the game. Do you remember, remember when we first started playing? I think he's pretty decent Remember at modern. Decks that we made? I, I've never played modern again. I, I think he plays like Rectal's mid range, also with Ragavans and shit in modern. I think he's I think he's pretty good at the game. He's just I don't know. Maybe he just didn't care. Maybe he had a rough day. You know. Maybe his lasagna blew up in a microwave. You know, like we all have uh, we all have those days. I love lasagna. Me too. Stuffed raviolis. Ooh. Anything with with ricotta. Oh. God, that's so fucking good. Love it. Anyway, yeah, like, I don't know. I I don't think there should be any bans, period. Um, I don't think Winota's a problem. I don't think Express Federation's a problem. I, I don't think Grease Fang's a problem. I think... I think it's foolish for people to think, and for Wizards to think as well, that Pioneer should be a turn five, six format. That will not maintain. I mean, if you don't do anything, Monorette kills you on turn four. So, yeah. Like, are we going to ban Skewer so, because the clock's too fast? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, people people are upset about, like, Grease Fang and Winota. And, like, okay, look, Grease Fang turn three is not as common as you think. Like, it, it is... It is a little bit of luck to get there. Same thing with Lenota turn three or like, you know, like all these turn three potential kills or representation of a kill or like you were essentially dead on board. It's hard to come back, that kind of thing. Um, that doesn't happen that often. I would say Pioneer, as of right now, is a turn four format. Turn four is where things really heat up, where if you have the, but that, but you should know that going into your matchup and like you should I mean, you have the London Mulligan. You can Mulligan aggressively for your pieces of interaction for those turn four matchups. But there's plenty of there are plenty of games and decks in which it's not a turn four game at all. Rakdos mid range versus like vampires. That's a fucking turn twelve game. Yeah, but no, but I th I think the problem with the the it's it's mostly it has to do with the decks specifically. And that is all these decks are basically like combo decks on the side. So when you play against Winoda, you can't, you don't shut the deck down enough by aggressively mulliganing for your Gravedigger's Cage. Because they're just going to beat yeah. you down with it to seek his chariot. Um, with Lotus, you can't really aggressively mulligan to your hate pieces because your clock will be too slow. And then they can just like know it's not impossible in the game of magic to just get to eight mana right so 
especially because your deck still has grazers and that sort of stuff, so you could just get there. Um, and they could like tutor their interaction out of the sideboard anyway, so you know your deafening silence is only going to be there for like four turns. Mm. So you can aggressively mulligan to it, because then you're not going to provide that four-turn clock. And um, Grease Fang, kind of the same deal. You know, again, it's very similar to Winoda. You can't aggressively mulligan to your rest in peace because you're just going to be beaten to death by a Blood Tithe Harvester. And that means that these this, these matchups feel like you don't have a hand in like winning. Because you just need to... Against Winoda, it can really feel in a lot of decks that you just like... you just How do you beat this? Draw a good seven. And like... Yeah, but what if I don't draw a good seven? Like, I don't really have a lot of control over how to draw a good seven. And I think that makes the deck really frustrating to play against because it feels like there's no love age. Same with mono green. You have to push for the turn one elf. Yeah, but if their hand is three lands, wolf, willow, haven, and some planeswalkers and an elf, it's like, okay, cool, you've pushed the elf. Now there's a Kiora on turn three. Now there's a Karn on turn four that just grabbed a good card from the sideboard. And now on turn five, you're under a Godfarer statue and you've lost. Because you couldn't provide a clock because you felt like you had to aggressively mulligan to the Fatal Push. And if yeah. there's no agency, then shit gets really frustrating. And I think that's why a lot of people don't have a problem with these sort of like combo-y decks if they're like primarily combo decks. Like I think people who had a problem with Winoda when it was an Angraft Marauder deck are stupid. Because the deck was literally kill Winoda and it doesn't do anything. So you could mm -hmm. aggressively mulligan to your card that kills Winoda because the deck did jack shit if it didn't have Winoda in play. Other than like Rabble Master, which is like, yeah, good card, but like you could definitely catch up with that. Also, because, you know, beginning of combat, you might risk them getting a token, but then you just use... It. Also, the way you interacted it was just creature removal, because it didn't have chariot yet. But, like, that deck wasn't a problem at all. Um, Lotus, um, maybe, maybe that was, like, people just built the deck badly, because Lotus was around... Lotus doesn't even use Oracle anymore, or Breach, because it's banned. And it was around before then, mm. but a lot of people kind of considered it a bad deck. And I think that's probably just because it was built poorly. I mean, it, it played that... Didn't it play that enchantment? That, like, you enchant a land, and whenever you tap, it mills something? Yeah, they, uh, Chronic Flood. Yeah, but that was with... Uh, I believe yeah, Chronic Flooding was with, was with Breach. It was with Breach, but it was still a bad was, deck when it originally... Yeah, that was... They, they dropped Chronic Flooding and stuff, and they went with a more, like, streamlined. But yeah, like... Yeah, they, but, like, anyway, so, like, these, these decks, they, they feel like... It's the same when Grease Fang was built badly. Like, the first iterations of Grease Fang deck, they basically all sucked. And it was just Esper was the, was the big well, The Esper one like was a, literally, you know, it, had, it had deck. four Parhelion, four Grease Fang, and nothing else. And that deck was just shit. And now that they all have these backup plans... So that deck didn't feel very bad to play against, because you just have a removal spell over the Grease Fang, and then like the deck doesn't do anything. Um, these decks don't have that anymore. And that just feels like, yeah, there's nothing I can do. And I will say, they beat a lot of decks out of the format. Because there's a lot of people that do like these sort of board-centric, value-y decks. You know, I talked about it, I think, last time. Like, that stupid shit I played in Historic with, like, Augur of Autumn and Yorn, God of Winter. And mm -hmm. you can't ban cards till that deck is good, because you'd have to ban 90% of the format, but... 
<coughs> Excuse me for that. Um, but you can ban cards until more of that's good. Like, the fact that Ob's not good in the current meta is a fucking shocker. And that kind of makes me think, like, that... Is there a problem if that card is bad? I think you have to consider... This is where I kind of go back to, like, that idea of, like, if you think that Pioneer is not going to be a turn... Or, like, can be a turn 5-6 format this grindier mid-range best um i think you're mistaken kind of it's just ill-advised to have that idea because um it speaks to let's put it this way let me backtrack real quick alex what set did grease fan come out in neon dynasty when was that january it was this year right mm-hmm. this year they're still making cards like this when Noda came out in Ikoria a few years ago um, Ob came out this year to think that we're like what do you want it what do you want Pioneer to be do you want it to be a once every year ban these type of cards that come out in sets because they inevitably will come out and people will inevitably buy into them, and then you'll have them banned out from underneath you, and then you lose player base. This I, is going to happen. I I don't over think that's necessarily over, over bad, even though I don't like frequent bans. I do think that if that's the policy they would have, I think they would design somewhat accordingly. I doubt that. So, and otherwise. You know, there's there's more cards like this that are okay. Like, so I I don't know. I don't think. Like I I think that I don't know. How do I put this? Like banning these cards sets like a certain precedent that like we don't want X to be in the format. But there's a lot of cards like this that are okay. So that doesn't mean that like they designed these so like every year we'd have to ban one. I don't I don't think that's necessarily true. I mean what's the cards we're looking at now is the main ones are Winoda and Grease Fang, if we're talking about like that ki- that type of card. Mm-hmm. Didn't it take like three years for these two cards to be printed? Was I Korea twenty nineteen or twenty twenty? 2019 after Theros. Uh, yeah, it was the year of Theros, right? Because we had um, had or was everything it blends together. 2020. It was a 2020 set. 2020. So there's yeah, because 20 two years, and we had two of these cards, and I do think that a lot of people uh, agree on the fact that like Winoda is fucking egregious design. Like it is this typical like no limits design. Where, for example, I do find the Grease Fang part interesting that the card goes back to your hand. So if you want to repeatedly do this, you have to repeatedly discard. The only thing is you just reanimate Parhelion and you don't have to. But, Mm -hmm. like, idea-wise. So, it, it is true that you, if you don't want that idea that, like, 
Anna, you might have to get to frequent bannings if you set the precedent that these cards aren't okay. And if you don't design accordingly, that is an issue. So I think that is a a thing for, yeah, basically a thing for Watsy to figure out. Um, but a ban, just... a ban a year is honestly, that'd be given like recent few years. It's not a bad record for a format. Yeah, I just don't, I don't want magic to become video where you have that expectation of like, I'm going to play the top deck until it's banned and then rinse and repeat. Um, because that's what Yu-Gi-Oh is. Like, like I, I acknowledge this deck will be banned at some point. It probably has to be. It's fucking broken. And like Yu-Gi-Oh players are weird because Yu-Gi-Oh players still have like that trust within the form, like within the game and within like Konami, because they they accept that when a card's banned up underneath them, they typically the spikes don't leave. They just move on to the next best deck. But the thing is, I don't think Magic players are like that. I've heard way more stories of people within the magic community just being like, well, I don't want to play this. I'm, I'm moving. I'm going to commander. Yeah, but it's because isn't that thing. because in Yu-Gi-Oh and in, there is no commander that that's the option is well, that's that format. But isn't it also the fact that I know, especially for Pokemon in Pokemon, the staples are usually playable across multiple decks. So if you swap to another yeah, deck, but, um, 90% yeah. of your cost is covered. You basically Sometimes have your ace, and yeah, that's true. If they ban like the format staples, because like but. a lot of these link monsters, for example, are staples, even though they're not within a certain archetype. They're generic enough. A lot of these link monsters are generic enough to just be like, yeah, but it's not even. Yeah, that. but then you hit everybody. A lot of these are just engines. So like, if you hit everybody, yeah. if you ban generic good cards, then you hit everybody, and there's a chance that the format just becomes less degenerate, but basically the same decks, and that's like ideal. Mm. That's an ideal ban. You could ban a card and be like, everybody, everybody sell down a little bit, but you're still going to be playing the same decks against each other. That's why, for example, I do feel... We don't have that in, in, in Magic, though. We don't have the... Like, they're, I mean... You're not banning generic cards. Like, no, but I mean, if, if we're card, you're, thinking... You're not banning Deadly Dispute, because we, we always pointed that as being the wrong thing. Yeah. you're banning... You're, they're not banning the... the no, I know, I know, but off, in, in Magic, right? you can't do it because of the colors of mana. So there's basically, there are yeah. no generic good cards because most colorless cards are like hate pieces or bad nowadays. Mm-hmm. And then there's Karn. Um, but, <laughs> um, but and, and I think that's what makes the problem with a deck like Winoda. If you ban Winoda, Naya midrange is not a deck, right? And it's the same for Lotus. But if you ban Karn, Monogreen's still a good deck. If you ban Expressive Iteration, mm-hmm. you can play Phoenix. If you ban, honestly, if you ban Mardu Grease Fang, you could just play Rakdos Midrange. Like, that is like 90% the same. Yeah, but no, no one's playing Abzan. <laughs> yeah, no, no one's playing Abzan. Well, no, no. No one's playing Esper. You could play that Esper. You, mean, could, Esper. you could ward on that, like, Esper Rafine deck that people are playing instead. Yeah, it's but like really good in What are you going to do? With, like, I mean, they're not, they're not expensive cards. Don't be wrong. But, like, the deck is like playing, like, Tainted Adversary. Not Tainted Adversary, I'm sorry, Tainted Indulgence, and then like uh, the, 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 the Azorius one from Midnight Hunt. Like a lot of those kind of cards. Like it, it, it becomes a different deck. And how many people are going to want to pivot into, like Mardu is one thing, like Mardu Grease Fang is one thing, or you can pivot into Rakdos Midrange, because that, that's kind of the same deck, right? It's true, if you want to play it, that though. splashiness. Yeah, but like, Mar- but like uh, Esper and Abzan, they don't really have a pivot 
Yeah, and and, and there's again yeah, there is an aspect of like I don't think there's necessarily a lot of people who played Demir Inverter and when it got banned they were like ah I'll just play Demir Control. Right, there's probably yeah, a lot of people right. that went to look for different decks even though you literally take out the Inverter, you take out the Oracle and you just have Demir Control in your hands. Put some Gary Hawks in, you could go. But it's not as good of a deck, and it doesn't feel the same. It's not the same play style. Like, I still haven't found a Kathis replacement. I've yet to find it. Like, I mean, I like, I like Ascendancy. It's fun. I like Greasefang. It's fun. But, like, there is, there is no version of a Kathis type of deck without Kathis. There's, there's no, like, you can't go, f- like, Feathers Feather, right? You can't go Carnless Mono Green. We don't, or, you know, Oh, you could absolutely uh, go Carnless Phoenix. Carnless Mono Green. I'm saying. No, 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 no. I'm not saying. I'm, I'm using those examples of like car, like decks that can be pivoted. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. As, like as an example to Kathis. Like, yeah. there is no. Kathis is Kathis. Yeah. What, yeah. Teshar. Have fun with those Mox Ambers. Teshar combo. Oh, fuck. It's so. <laughs> Tyrant knows. Tyrant, Tyrant played that. It's so bad. God awful card. It's a bad. Teshar so cool, but it's so bad if it was printed now it'd be three mana and not hey four. wait for dominaria united maybe we get a new tashar i just want them to reprint mox amber yes fucking hell like why like it it's it's on dominaria i can build it decks just... with it like i'm not gonna drop like 150 bucks on a playset so i could play blue red paradoxical outcome it's more than that now jesus uh, anyway, about 50 bucks now. we've had quite a bit of band talk. We already had quite a bit of band talk last week. I think my conclusion is if we do this, if we do the bands, do sweeping bands, don't bat one deck. I think the banning, I'd probably be okay with it, but I also don't really have a horse in his race. So like, I'm fine if they don't, fine if they do. Mm-hmm. And you're like very much opposed, it seems, or at least. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't I don't like the idea of the bands. I think the format's fine. I don't mind Winona. I don't mind Greasefang. I don't mind playing. I don't even mind playing against them. I really don't. The only one I kind of mind is like Lotus, but like no one likes playing against those kind of decks anyway. Yeah, just go and get a drink. And <laughs> yeah. But all these other decks, I'm just like, yeah, it's fine. You have it, you have it. Like I I'm not gonna complain when the mono red player just has the nuts and goes like fucking like prowess 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 and like fucking you know chandra like zap me and shit and i'm just like wow i'm at three life already holy shit holy shit bandit i don't out <laughs> yeah like i'm not or i'm not i'm not gonna be like banned these because they took away the one card that made my deck work right God, so, there's just one like, tell me you don't know how magic works without telling me you don't know how magic works people who want thoughtsies banned like. i know <laughs> so yeah that that's my thing it's like i i like the format i like the fact that we have these kind of decks um I'm also a little biased because I I actually really like the meta during the combo decks. I really enjoyed the inverter yeah, match. You're one of these weirders really that, weirdos that like magic when inverter was legal. <laughs> I I thought inverter was such a cool deck. I still to this day stand by my stance of Thassa's Oracle is a piece of shit card, should have never been printed because they literally admitted going like this doesn't have enough going on. Yeah, I'll be slap a, a fucking win yeah. the game button on it for fun. And you're like, why would you do that? Or uh, you like, win if your deck size is equal to your devotion. Okay. So my yeah. devotion is allowed to be zero. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's it's silly. Um, so it, but if they would have banned that, inverter would be a deck today. And I'm gonna tell you right now, Alex, 
it would maybe be tier two. Maybe. Eh, I think it might be better, but your your win condition is Jace. Yeah. Inver a four man inverter, four mana six six block. Make sure you don't die. Play Jace win. But on the on the stack, if you kill Jace, they lose. True. And that's what's fun we're interactive in, magic. Exactly, but with Thassa's Oracle, it's like if you kill Thassa's Oracle on the stack, it still fucking and, resolves and happens and you still win. But Brad, Brad, Brad. Dex. Talk about meta now. Um, so, um, right, so, we're we already... Have, yeah, we have the prowess stuff, is it stuff. We're already in for a while. Um, so let's hop over. We're going to look at the challenges from last weekend. Um, which is, we are recording on a Thursday, so we are a little late. But I think Thursday recordings will probably be the standard, which at least means they're all out and we can just copy everyone's opinion uh, who's better at the game than us. So uh, head over to Plain Pioneer and look at the tier list. Uh, anyway, 14th winner was Spock Filaloka playing Mardu Greasefang. Uh, we obviously already touched a bit when we were talking just. Um, I really like all the versions of Greasefang that do something else. I think that's basically a requirement for these Grease Fang decks because otherwise they just suck. Uh, there's multiple ways to take this. And I do think my favorite is probably Rakdos because it just closely resembles a deck that's already good. Yep. Except for the love yep. of God, take that fucking Soren Vengeful Bloodlord out of your deck. Like, I hate, <laughs> I hate I that card so much. I see it. I'm like, I, why so are you here? There's two copies of Can't Stay Away in this deck. Why isn't there a I, third? Um, I I'm in the so so Jared made a uh, a Grease Fang Discord because he was frustrated with like other Discords. He's like, I just want to be able to talk about Grease Fang because the deck he's playing, and it's already blown up. It has a bunch of people in it, and there, you can choose your role of like Abzan, Mardu, and Esper and stuff like that. So I'm in that Discord, and I'm I'm in there a lot. I'm talking about like the deck and people sharing their deck lists. A lot of the Abzan players will have like maybe like one. Soren in the side that I can be like sure because there can be games where I'm playing against mono red and I just don't get grease fang but I've slammed down rotting registrar and I'm like wow if I would have top deck a Soren here I would have been pretty happy with that <laughs> you know but like that that's one thing but the main deck Soren in either Esper Abzan or, or fucking Mardu I, I think is ass is just disgustingly bad if you're going to play any planeswalker in either of those three decks you play Liliana because at least you can get back your grease. So it's here's here's the. Uh, well, I just well, I, mean, I, I mean, just really so hope, in, but like whatever. I usually don't wish bad fortune on people, but I really hope that everyone who decides to put a Sorin Vengeful Bloodlord into their deck, I hope the very first Stitcher supplier you cast mills the Sorin. Like that's just that's what I wish on you. And you're going to see that Soren in your graveyard. You're going to be like, God fucking damn it. If that was a can't stay away, I won the game. And I just want you to remember that feeling. And then go to your LGS, go to the counter, spend 50 cents on a go stay away and swap the card. That's just what I want to yeah. happen to you. And then I hope... Dude, can't stay away is so Next good. game you play, you play it, mill the can't stay away. And you're like, I made my deck better. I feel good about or, myself. Or you can be like me today. Just straight up go, mill to Parhelia. <laughs> turn one. Yeah. Yeah. Turn one. Citrus Supplier. Turn one. Or turn one. You mill Parhelion and Grease Fang. You have. Oh, and on turn two, you can't stay with it. Just a turn two kill. <laughs> <laughs> Legacy players, <laughs> eat your heart out. We're killing people on turn two. 
uh, they can do the I I, t- I tweeted it out. Um, and I and uh, I and I, I said it was a bra moment because my opponent literally <laughs> just typed bruh. in chat, just put bra, and then conceded. <laughs> it was so fucking great. Um, so yeah, uh, in Grease Rain is cool. Well, in second place we have Sam from the Playing Pioneer team on um, basically like Mono-red. his baby, Monorad Agro. Yeah, it's Monorad. He's been he's been in our ears every week. By the I know you're not involved in the tier list chat, but like every single week, he's like, "Why is this not S tier?" <laughs> he's kind of died down a little bit on that. He's kind of acknowledged he's like it's a piloting thing, and it's still a great deck. Um, but yeah, he, I mean, it's currently our highest rated A tier deck mm-hmm. on the website, which yeah. is you know, again, if we have maybe one of the best pilots for the deck, you know, we. Obviously, if you want to learn about his deck, Sam streams. Go check out Sam. Uh, fun yep. stream, good commentary. Also, uh, what I really like is I've checked his stream out like once or twice. He like you can also he interacts nicely. You can ask him questions about the deck and card choices and blah blah. Just one tip: if you go into a streamer's chat and you want to ask them a tip about their deck, don't say "Why not X." Ask yeah. "Why not X over Y." Like, that's a way more constructive question than just be like, why isn't this in the deck? It's like, well, because there, there's a quote-unquote 60-card limit and it's number 61 on the list. Like, what would you want me to take mm-hmm. out? Anyway. Yeah. Um, there's not much to say about the deck, though. As much as there's things to say about Sam, because this is mono-red cards kill you. That's it. That's all the deck does. You die. Yeah. It's you Scary die. Tricks tribe. is just an amazing card now because genre pluses and de- yeah. pings you for a damage, gives you that one red mana. So if you play it on turn three plus her, then you just you're like cool. Three bolt. I think my uh, my favorite name for this deck is Life Total Control. <laughs> like that's my favorite name for yeah. burn. Um, third place. Oh, this isn't a challenge. I was like familiar name, but that's in the Sunday challenge. Um, Boros Feather without Feather featuring, as you alluded to earlier, Illuminated Virtuoso. And an- let's go! It's a hit, and it actually still <laughs> runs to de- 10th District Legionnaire, too. So I'm, uh, I'm a that, that dude, that that card is so. I, I was playing Grease Fang today, swaying a league, and I was three and one going into match five, and I made the mistake of on turn two. Uh, when they they played on their turn two, they played the that that card right. It was just a one one. I had collective brutality in hand. I made the mistake of not of, killing it. Like, yeah, of just going like I'll just go get my land. You can right, have it with, for a with, turn, uh, Seder. Yeah, and then it became a three three the next turn because I had the I had two counters on it from double connive, and I was like, shit. Oh, I can't kill it now, can I? Shit. Like yeah, uh, and if I would have killed it, I probably would have. I probably would have won that game one. Um, and then game two, I I only drew into Selesnya lands. I couldn't get black, and I was like, well, this fucking sucks. <laughs> so I finished three two. But like, yeah, that card's great. It, it it is a must kill threat. So now, don't make my mistake, and I won't be making that mistake again. Kill it on sight. Yep. Because it can quickly smack you for ten the next turn. Double strike. Good keyword. It's. Really good keyword. Uh, fourth place, Mono Green Devotion featuring Pelucranos, World Eater, not the bad one from Theros Beyond Death. 
Um, my boy. This card is, as far as I know, this is kind of mostly there. It's a good in the mirror. Uh, it basically gobbles, it gobbles up your opponent's entire board, but the main thing you're doing that against is either if you're racing ahead of Winota, um, if you really pop off, this can, like, eat all the small shit before Winota comes down. Uh, in mono green, the, in, the, in the mirror, it basically does the same thing. It eats all the elves, it eats the grove, old grove troll if you already have a lot of mana, and it can really set you up well. Mm. Uh, Storm the Festival hit that, unlike Hydra, isn't, like, a zero zero <laughs> and also the card's just a four mana five five never a bad deal yeah uh fifth place blue red um phoenix Prowess. with ledger shredder oh still only on four four crew uh four delve spells there's a charter course in here three strangle a Flameless Bolt, two Fiery Impulse. Fiery Impulse versus Strangle. Still a pretty important distinction because you can use the Impulse to kill Greasefang, and you can do that with Strangle. Well, at least not before it's relevant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, sixth place is Naya Winoda, featuring basically all the cards you expect to see there, including a Kenrith, which randomly shows up sometimes. Always a little puzzled by the it's card. In- it's it's in my list, and I'm gonna be real with you. Uh, when you hit it, and you're in that kind of board state where like you don't have the kill right away, but you're like, I have I have the mana, just be like, put the game out of reach from that way. It's just another hit that helps because again, you're already running four hunt master. It's not like they're running three hunt master, one Kenrith. It's 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 an additional copy yeah. of another hit. I, I think it's fine. Yeah, that's it's good. good. That's amazing. Good I card. can I can see the difference between like this and Blade Historian. This Blade Historian is, first of all, basically impossible to cast because there's too many green sources in your deck. And so it doesn't really fit in that, like, fair backup plan idea. And I think the Mm. main problem is that gives your opponent a turn is when you attack and you get, like, a Huntmaster, they jump it, and then Double Strike doesn't do anything, and Kenrith potentially giving Trample does actually do something. So that's pretty Yeah. Um, seventh place, Banned Spirits. Also, very much the deck you'd expect when you think of Banned Spirits. Um, do Skyclave Apparition. That's one that's like in and out sometimes. Often they'll think the tappers are off the Four Selfless Spirit is a uh, is a bit of a difference. Uh, usually only two. I don't know why exactly. This is probably maybe like anticipating all blue white control still. Still very much struggling with the Supreme Verdict want to have this one in i can imagine against something like winoda it can be valuable to just have your board be indestructible literally for the sake of blocking to like buy yourself an extra turn you know this can sometimes still play a couple of like summoning six spirits and they just like play a bunch of spirits go to blocks sack the self the spirit untap crack back kill your opponent so i can see why it makes sense in those lines also a lot of the removal we see now especially if Phoenix moves away from Thing in the Ice is we are seeing a lot of, like, Anger of the Gods and those type of effects, and it is actually good against that, as opposed to when we had a lot of black-based control, that's when we saw Extinction Events, Shadow's Verdict, those type of cards, and Selfless mm-hmm. Spirit, it doesn't do anything against that card, and it does do something about the kind of sweeping, catch-up effects we see now. So that's also a... Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Then we see Naya Midrange, 8th. I'm going to go a little bit faster. Here's a 
is it Phoenix deck on sixth, ninth place? Uh, with Thing in the Eyes, one Brazen Borrower, just four Treasure Crews, no Temporal Trespass. This is just someone who picked up Pioneer again after half a year. This, this, is, basic, this is basically the lists from before Midnight Hunt, except they, they were like, consider as a good card. And it's basically all, yeah. it's basically all they've done. Uh, doesn't have the copy spell either, a main deck of Braid. Pretty spicy, I like it. Um... 10th place, Mono White Legends. Uh, obviously a bit of an odd deck to see, but the the version of the deck we're expecting to see when we see it. Book, there's a random one of Embercool, Thalia's Lancers, Golos, all the White Pips, Wandering Emperor, Karn. The, the usual when you actually see this deck. Cool deck. Uh, it's fun to play. Yeah, then there's uh, an old favorite of mine in Banned Humans playing Extraction Specialist, and doing that thing that we've seen um, more decks do, more of the humans builds do, where someone like Abzan or Jeskai, or cutting down a little bit on the Rainbow Lands, so you can actually play like colored interaction in your sideboard. So now like a Deafening Silence on turn one is consistent, or you can run uh, a Dromokus Command is in this sideboard, for example, and Dromokus Command is possible, but hardly possible to cast in five-color humans, and is very castable in manned humans. So I can see where that comes from. You know, running a scheming okay, fence sideboard this card, which is pretty cool. That's the one that steals activated abilities. Okay, you know the card that is like the original version of Ascendant Spirit, the human? Yeah. The one that you pay yeah, Warden like of the first two man, like it's... Okay, I was looking at that card today, and I was like, couldn't you make, like, a Selesnia humans list with, like, six cents instead of Cure's Obsession? And, like, have, like, protection spells, like, God's Willing, or, like, like instead of, like, counter magic, you have protection spells for your humans, and then, like, Thalia's Lieutenant, and, like, uh, the, uh, the Lumerak Aspirants, to, like, be that aggression right? And that's like one of your one drops and like this kind of how you go with the deck. Like like a, a take on Monobu Spirit but humans. Like, couldn't that work? Th this is the typical kind of deck that <laughs> this is the typical kind of deck that doesn't work because we have Winoda and stuff. Like, this is exactly the type of deck okay. that doesn't work. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, because you can't counter Winoda. You can't counter Winoda, so you're doing like, oh, Keen Sands, draw a card, I have a bunch of 3 threes. oh, there's a 4-4 four, four there. Wow, had, okay, cool, Winoda swing. Here's, in the format. here's two Huntmasters, you're dead. What if they gave us mana time? How often does your opponent actually tap out for Winoda, and how often do they have four elves around? And they're just like, all right, guess I get tap three triggers. I can hope. Mana Tithe is basically stifling one Winoda trigger. That's basically what it is. Yeah. They always lead on Chariot anyway, which you do get to uh, to get with cards like Sensor very often. Because they're like, oh, I'll do the safe thing of going for Chariot. And I'm like, that's the card I'm actually afraid of, counter. All right. All right. Then then we're going to play. We're going to play Bant. Bant humans. The style. You can play Coco too. Also, Keen Sense is very bad when your creature is not evasive. It's six cents. Uh, six. Cents. Fuck. Same, same shit. <laughs> uh, I mean, Kite Soul Freebooter. Get, no, going into black. We're getting there. 
four color tempo human. Yeah, no, that's gonna go fantastically. Um, great. Move on a little bit. Twelfth place S tier on Pioneer playing Pioneer. It's coming soon. Twelfth place Winoda. We see a version with Rocco, uh, which we've saw a few of last week too. Uh, didn't cover oh, the, the challenges. The Naya, yeah, the Naya Elf Payax. I have an alternate art of this one actually. I pulled it from one of the prize boosters. Pretty cool. I don't, yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm what's, very what's sad. The they there? You play no longer run seven mana. There. Yeah, just seven. It, it's basically just like uh, like. You, you have the, like, seven mana get Winoda, but you could also get, like, an Innkeeper for some life gain or a Voice of Research versus Control or a Brutal Cathar. It's kind of like this toolboxy idea. I love the first versions of this that ran one Ornithopter. So on turn three, you could play Rocco equal zero, get an Ornithopter, and then next turn you could go Winoda, and there's two triggers. That's cute. But people probably drew the Ornithopter too often. They're like, God fucking damn it, this Ornithopter. <laughs> Cutting it. Cutting it immediately. Oh, I want to say one thing real quick. If uh, if we're going to talk about banning Winota and banning, uh, uh, what's it called, uh, Grease Fang, looks like we got to ban Neoform too. Why? Because Velmachus can be a turn three kill. Yes, yeah. But here's the thing with Vel... Stupid is my point. Here's the thing with Velomarcus, though. If you kill Velomarcus, the deck doesn't do anything. If you play yeah. Heartless Act, you still win because you take the counter of Velomarcus and now it can't hit the turn spells. That's how frail the deck is. You can have a removal spell. You can literally have a card that says two mana, remove a 1-1 one, one counter from target creature, and it wins you the game. That's how frail that deck is. Do you see the point, Brad? <laughs> I see your point. <laughs> I just wanted to be a fuck. I know, Brad. And I, and I still... I, st I still. Why are you passing it? Just shoot it, you fuck! Sorry. <laughs> For the people who don't have the pre-thing, if, if we even put that up, uh, Brad's watching a... Uh, what is it? The Lightnings play at the same time? Yeah, they're, they're playing the Florida Panthers right now. It's game two. They're tied 1-1. They're up 1-0 in the series. Ten minutes left in the third. They're on the power play. And Kucherov, one of the best players in the fucking team, had a, had a nice opportunity to just throw it on net. And he's like, I'm going to go for the cross crease. And I'm like, just shoot it! Please! <laughs> As we're getting outshot 32-20, to 20, we've had four injuries this game. Hagel just took one to the nuts, basically, and died. God. Oh, sports. <laughs> I love the lightning. A little bit more speed up. We're seeing some. I've already skipped some decks in the meantime, too, I think. See some. Is it prowess? Some hidden strings. I'm just going to. I know it's Lotus. I just keep seeing hidden strings in bold and I just I keep hate calling that it that. Fucking name. Um, hidden strings. I mean, it, it does, it does distinguish one, it from the, the Lotus card. Field Control deck in modern. I guess. I guess. Uh, <laughs> I guess. I love that meme with the guy who's there, like really angry, and he's like, "I guess." <laughs> um, these are Rectos mid range. This one with see three copies of Op, um, Tenacious Underdog, which is not a card that we see in a lot of lists. That's also a card that doesn't show up as much as people initially thought it might. Seeing a main deck duress really shitting on, trying to shit on a combo decks. Oh, here's a spicy one. As Brad is losing his mind over what's happening on the screen. 
missed, missed a couple of shots. I'm sorry. What's the spicy one? It's a mono green ramp, which is basically, you know, world, world breaker. No, no, th that no. This shit. is this is just mono green devotion at home. Uh, no, it, it runs a. a <laughs> <laughs> It runs a playset of to Topiary Stomper. I don't know what, what part they actually took out. It's the three mana four four Dino that gets you a that ramps you for one. And it, oh, it's replacing Sylvan Carrier. Did oh the plant dinosaur from yeah. Capenna? Card's awesome. I love it. Is it? Yeah, it's it's. You need seven lands to attack with it. No, you get one land that it's two pips of devotion. Unbanned Field of Dead. That's random. No. Just thought of it. I saw, because I saw, I think it was, was it, was Andre Mangucci? No. It was, um, uh, what's his name? He's, he's, he's jacked as shit as an OnlyFans. Uh, Ali, and, weird Ali Aldrazi? Aldrazi? It, like, it's like similar to Aldrazi. Yes, but it's... I know that's a weird distinction. But like it's relevant. Well, I immediately knew who you were talking about, so it did work. Yeah, and like I mean, look, anyone who has an OnlyFans, good for you. Get your money. I fucking love it. Yeah, I'm happy for you. Absolutely. Uh, but he was like, but he was like, yeah. If anyone, he tweeted like, he's like, if you're allowed to have Winota on this turn, Grease Fang on this turn, I should be able to make a fucking two-two with my seventh hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> you you kind of convinced me. <laughs> point, yeah, point taken. Just ban scape shift in unbanned field. There you go. We we fixed it. Just I really, it, it's one of these cards. I'm like, I know we don't do erratas. Can we just make this card legendary and just have it? Yeah, yeah. God, I'd love. I cool I played card. field of field of the dead as a two off in Grixis control in modern. It was so much fun. Like, it, and yeah. you just in that deck, you could. There's this like. What are these cycles? They're like the Tango Lands that are like you need two basics and then they enter untapped. And you had like yeah. one of each of your basics, normal and snow. And then you had one of each of those in your colors to fetch up of the Tango Lands. I don't think you have the Izzet one, but the Rectos one and the Demir And you're playing one. Astrolabe as well. I st that still played that Astrolabe. Because that, yeah, yep. because that card was legal <laughs> for some reason. Um, that was fun. Who who doesn't like the old cryptic command? Pick up your mystic sanctuary. Hegel's alive. Hegel's on the ice. He didn't die. <laughs> okay, when they showed him getting taken to the locker room, he couldn't put any weight on either leg. He, the other, the two trainers were like basically had him had his their arm his arms around both of them. They're like dragging him to the locker room. And these aren't I'm like football players. He's fucking. These are hockey players. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I mean. Soccer. Oh, yeah. They, they basically oh, like football. So, so football. Someone breathes in their direction and they do a fucking backflip. It's insane. I don't even like football, but I see that and I'm just like, you guys are fucking idiots. Um, but when they when they fucking finesse and like they they, they do some fucking nasty ass goals and like the dude, football players are are insane with their athleticism. But yeah, if a feather touches their knee. They they have a torn ACL. <laughs> Here, oh, oh, Claudio, seventeenth place, jumped. This is just straight jundelirium. This is just this is. Let's go. It's not. It's without the charm. No charm. Okay. But this is about I mean, as boomer as it gets. 
Um, is he three okay, traverse? Is he playing the spider. spider. Ishkana. Yeah. Is in there? Yes. Let's go. And that's all I care about. Is he playing Croxa? Uh, no. Oh, well, he needs to have delirium. Yeah, but oh, I feel no, like he should delirium. play one. One gloom shrieker. One way to get kind of. Oh, that, yeah, that's a good one. One bloodthirsty adversary. Two. Ah, oh, just. This is just like a control deck, but then with creatures. It's like, yeah, I'll have three of those, two of that one, one of that. It's like, why are you playing a rabbit? It's just like, why are you running any play sets? It's like, ah, two will do. And one of those. <laughs> it's a toolbox. I got delirium. <laughs> I'll go find it. The toolbox when I already have delirium, so I could teach up, I could tutor up one of my Seder Wayfinders. Because <laughs> I, don't, I don't have enough lands, but I do have delirium. Except traverse the Ulfenwald well, could just find you, a base. You can get, you can get a, no, you can traverse and get a, yeah, get you can just get a base. So. You fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but there could be, there actually could be some uh, play where you're like, it's better go get Seder Wayfinder to go find another land that way. Get the chump blocker. Based on your board state, I, I guess. Grow your unlicensed the nuances of delirium. Then some Rakdos of the mid-range variety. See some Feather. See some Spirits. Mono Blue. See some Burn. Mid-range. Phoenix. Mono Black. Mono Black Devotion. This is the uh, Peer into the Abyss. I love that Underworld one. Dreams yes, with, with, with Gary at the top end. Oh my fucking God. I remember, I remember really thinking, really being convinced that when they reprinted Gary and Theros Beyond Death, I was like, this is going to be a top deck in standard. It's gonna be one of the best decks because Gary's fucking legit, and and it just didn't happen. And but did did that stop me from playing mono black Gary Devotion in standard and losing most of my games? You're fucking damn right. It did not stop me playing. But that. Brad, you got murder for one mana less in the old drag to the underworld. And then we got Heartless Act to set after or something, and then I Eliminate know. to set yeah, after that. that. Yeah, I, yeah, when that card came out, I was like, this is so busted! Because <laughs> of the, the devotion. And then we got Heartless Act, and then we got Eliminate, and then a year later we got Power Word Kill, and it's like, and then we got Infernal Grasp. The power Kill is ass. Power Word Kill's a good card. Infernal Grasp is the best. No. Nope. It, it's nope. just like all too the many, conditional. Too many. Well, not now. Too many cards. I'm currently on. There I'm currently too many on cards that just randomly. But like, yeah, I, I, I still like Infernal Grass the most. But like, I also just am. I play way too aggressively. I'm like, I'm at three life. Because it's mono red, I'm gonna kill the idol on. Oh, I, <laughs> with Infernal Grass. I'm at a and die. <laughs> I die on my own terms. <laughs> no, so I'm the I kind of guy that doesn't. That I'm at two. tries to limit the amount of. What the fuck? What a save! Huh? <laughs> I'm sorry. Live commentary. I'm sorry. <laughs> Holy shit. Aren't y'all like 15 points behind anyway? Does this matter? It's 1-1. One, one. Bob Roski with the... Holy shit. <laughs> I thought you said Bob Ross. I was like, glove. did he get into ice skating? No, Bob Roski. <laughs> what a fucking save. Oh my God. That makes me want to kill myself. What? Fuck. That's that's a reaction you can have to things happening. Uh, it's a, it's, I want to die. It was, he robbed us. 
as if I'm on the team. I, lo- I love that part about being a sports fan where you just, you, it's, it's very, oh, yeah, we win, they like lose. Of like we, we, us, you know, that kind of thing. Like, like you're on the team. Like, damn, if I, if I, if I was out there for my shift, it would have been great. We would have, we would have scored. Yeah. But unless <laughs> they lose, right. It's always the, we win, they lose. No, 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 You still say we, you still say we lost. Oh. We didn't have the, the, the power play we wanted or whatever. Um, it's just, it's just second nature. I don't know what it is about that. And like, you, you can meme on it all you want. I, I agree. It's fucking kind of ridiculous. Cause again, I'm not playing. I'm not a hockey player. My knees are too bad to do that. When I played sports in high school, I was decent, but like I fucking tore, uh, tore my meniscus twice. Dislocated my kneecaps on both knees twice. Hyperextended both knees several times. I had no chance of doing like if I if I played well enough to get like a, a scholarship somewhere, I I would have died at the collegiate level because <laughs> my knees are so bad, broken in half, um, floppy. Getting a little bit of speed because bedtime is slowly approach well slowly approaching. It was there two hours ago, but I'm still making a podcast. Um, twenty six band spirits. Then ooh. Ooh, Golgari Elves. This list was sent to me by Tyrant. This list's pretty cool. Uh, I hate Gala Greeters, but I do like Sylvan Messenger. Oh, Gala Greeters is so good in Elves. The fuck you mean? Oh, and Jenny. No, that's the... Golgari Elves with, 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 with Jenny Faye. Jenny there's Faye no and, Jenny Faye in this and, deck. And, uh, you, I think you gotta play it. You gotta play it. No. Like Tua. No. All your all your fucking random tokens from uh, the there's a two drop elf that whenever an elf comes in you make a one one elf yeah and then there's there's gala greeters and then now all of those then, are three one dogs and, or two and then two there's cats. and then there's clan caller that now no longer buffs them and warmaster that can no longer buff them and shaman of the pack that no longer triggers off them yeah no sounds great you know when I play spirit you know Shut what I you know up. what I really want to do when I play spirits <laughs> I want to turn half my board into antelopes and i'm like perfect fucking tribal synergy here that's not even a card type yes it is antelope is a card type yes because i know I, i'm pretty sure because i think i saw a video in legacy where andrea Mangucci named in on the cavern mm-hmm. of souls because he was about to armageddon antelope i'm pretty sure he named antelope mm. um no, I'm, I'm, I, I'm sure that's a card type that hasn't existed since like alpha probably oh right? yeah for sure wait trifle I'm gonna play antelope tribal creature type antelope search 10 and you know what there was one in Icoria recent card was there really yep flycatcher giraffe it was basically I guess a giraffe but they didn't have that one so they made it weird and then named it an I... antelope <laughs> it's an antelope lizard rather than been... It should have just been the first giraffe type. I mean, there was also there was also one in Amonkhet. Ornery Kudu. Oh, three mana, okay. three four. That's an antelope. I thought that was a beast. I mean, they're beasts until, unless specified. That's basically how creature that's, types that's, works. That's, in that's magic. one of the stupidest, stupidest things in Magic. It's like they're all beasts until they're not. It's a beast it's like until the, it's a it's dog like or a cat. <laughs> yeah. It's like the murderer like uh, podcast or like uh, documentaries where it's like it, it's like it shows a happy picture. It's like everything was fine until it wasn't. It's like it goes negative. <laughs> it's they f- invert the fucking uh, the colors and shit. 
and it's like it has like that e- the, the smile looks evil and it has like the music kick in or even like like some sh- like sound effect <laughs> and that that's just that but an antelope <laughs> it was a beast until it was an antelope <laughs> ah <laughs> 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 brother in Christ. Oh, <laughs> uh, so so elves into cats, right? Yeah, yeah, turning turning elves into cats. That's how we got that's how we got here. Um anything else is challenged. There was some Yorion, blue white, mono green, mono red, four color ascendancy, rectal's mid range, Naya mid range. Truly a mid-range deck. Uh, quickly over to Sunday challenge too. See if there's anything spicy in here. We have Zerks winning it with Rakdos mid-range. Second with Naya mid-range. Citizen of Nerdvana. That's a pretty cool name. Um, third place. Familiar face, Brad. Scouter. From uh, our Discord server. Recently gone into MTGO. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I've gone into it recently. Third place is a challenge. Um, this was nice. funny with Scouter for the people who have uh, who who haven't been around for as long because our viewership has gone up a lot recently. Which, by the way, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, thank you so much. Like I was showing Alex the fucking chart, like the growth, and it's it's pretty fucking. Insane it was really funny because uh, I think you you screenshotted the graph at like two minutes past midnight, so it was like the one on today was at zero. So like it really yeah, went down. It, like, <laughs> right at the end. it just shot. It's like this. It's like the Tesla stock. Yeah, I was like, what went wrong here? Um, <laughs> but he, Fuck, we suck now. <laughs> we did. We did one episode of the Pioneer Perspective live, and I think it went for four hours. And I think because like, they kept asking about well, fucking well feather. over an hour of that was about feather, and it was Scouter asking oh. the question. So I'm gonna take partial credit for this third place finish. By was he on feather? Yeah, we we're talking about feather. Yeah, he plays feather. Third place. Okay, I I, 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 I wait for the curveball. He's like, no, he was on Rakdos mid range. <laughs> no, with uh, Illuminator Virtuoso. Go, Scouter! I knew you were the best person ever. Let's fucking go! With three seconds left! No fucking way! Rip headphone users. 2-1 lead with three seconds left! Let's fucking go! Going back to Tampa with a 2-0 lead! (laughs) And Sunrise is fucking stunned! All the fans have that dumb fucking face where they're like, they look like fucking Chapman in the goddamn fucking ALCS when he gave up a home run to the Astros a few years ago. Where he's just like, let's fucking go. We're not cutting this. This is staying in the goddamn episode. Woo! <laughs> All right. Thank you, Scouter. <laughs> Shout out to Scouter for uh, featuring in his goal. <laughs> fucking go. Fucking go. Uh, quick move on. Fourth place, is it prowess? Ledger Shredder, Malarkey. Fifth place, Boros Aggro. Basically the same thing. Um, some spirits, some mono green ramp. 
This is just devotion. This is even just with the Garioted, not with the Stomper. So this is not even Monogreen Devotion at home. This is just Monogreen Devotion. Uh, Mono Blue Spirits. So is it Prowess? Is it Prowess? Is it Prowess? There's so much. There's all of Isid Prowess out there. Um, people really like their treasure cruises and their ledger shredders. I can't blame them. Um, then there is some Lotus Field, some Blue Eyed Control. Is this Blue Eyed Control? Asper Control, actually. Asper Yorion. With Wandering Emperor, Teferi, but basically just for void a rant. couple Void Rands, couple Vanishing Verses, Thoughtseize, Fatal Push, <coughs> Trial, of Trial of Ambition. Oh, yeah, you're playing uh, Yorion. Uh, Oath of Kaya and Lola, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lola Black sense. Cards at the sideboard. <coughs> um, then we have Mono Red, Mid Range, Medium Red, Goblin Chain Whirler, Torbrand. Like Chain Whirler yeah. and stuff. I, I like that version the most. It's not the best version. The best version by far is playing the three mana Chandra, like yeah. the low to the ground stuff and like the face, the many faces, all that shit. But goddamn, if the if the if the beefy boy isn't the fun one to play. <laughs> and I always I always like Scap Clan Berserker in the sideboard. I like the card a lot. The three mana two two haste. Uh pretty good Lotus Field tech. Three mana, two, two haste, uh, renown once. So basically, you hit your opponents once, and it gets a counter on it. And then, as long as it's renowned, whenever your opponent casts a non-creature spell, they take two. So it's basically the one that you can use against Lotus to, you know, keep the engine running, but still, um, still get him. Now we see some Mardu Grease Fang once again. Soren Vengeful Bloodlord. <clears throat> uh, Mono Green Ramp. This is again just Mono Green Devotion. So Monorad Aggro with Chandra, Naya, Winoda, um, more prowess. Celestia Angels featuring a playset of Giada. Uh, still two copies of the book, so there's a little bit like in between. Still three Bishop of Wings, only one Speaker of the Heavens. Uh, no Selfless Savior or um, Alcid that you would see in some of these decks, especially in Historic. That's out here. Um... Looks like no one got 24 lands, which is like a reasonable, like to be expected land count. I feel like there's a card missing here that used to be in these decks. Um, I mean, there's two. There's still plenty of response. There's, yeah, there's two right? book, three portable hole, and three speaker. So I guess those four, that's like the four slots for the four Gia. Shouldn't the deck play March? If you're based white. I don't know. No, I like. You're, you're, you're only playing green for Coco, right? Yeah, but. This is also a deck that has, like, literally zero card advantage. So tossing cards away to March is, like, a pretty big deal. As opposed to, like, yeah, blue-white control like... that could, like, recoup that at one point. True. Uh, then we have some blue-red Phoenix with Letra Shredder. This is with uh, the three Temple Trespass 2 crews, because uh, Ledger Shredder basically allows for that. Now we see Esper Grease Fang. Uh, with the Ledger Shredder and featuring one Kaito. Kind of cute. Um, funny, like, the, you can potentially go for the pre-combat Kaito Plus, so you get to discard your Perhelion. Kaito's a great card. Kaito's one of those cards that's so fucking underrated. Yeah, Kaito's really cool. It's definitely a card that I insane. thought was like, oh, whatever. And it's it's actually a really good card. Yeah, the, the phasing out's really relevant. Oh, also, did you know that if someone... If, if you're playing Grease Fang... And then you get a vehicle out, right? Mm -hmm. With Grease Fang. 
and it gets phased out, it still put, comes back to hand. Oh. I found that out today. Someone I was playing against someone was playing uh, that four mana Teferi, the one that can phase shit out. It's minus. Oh yeah. And they they phased out my um, uh, it was the the boat, and I was like, does this still come back to hand? Like I, I assumed it wouldn't because it technically doesn't exist, but it still did. No. Oh. According to Moto, I mean. According to Moto. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I mean, but that that's an if that's how that works, that's interesting. I, I never would have thought that. Yeah. Um, here we have Azorius Control. Here's some Grixis Vampires, 25th place. Yeah, the Grixis Vampires is really cool because it's fucking straight up Rakdos midrange playing uh, Xander and then Soren. And Olivia. There's a one of Olivia Crimson Bride in here. There there was a list. I was playing four Xander and three Olivia I saw. Two Asylum Visitor. It was a 5-0. This... This doesn't strike me as a particularly good deck, though. Yeah, I, I, I think it's... I was actually thinking about it today. I was looking at Vampires. I was looking at my list, and I was like, because Vampires is not in a good spot right now. I played a league with it a few days ago, and I think I went, like, 2-3, and it just did not feel good. And the games that I won, like, I won by the skin of my fucking teeth. And the games that I lost, I got blown out of the water. And it just... I'm lo- I was looking at the list and I was like, what makes this deck not work right now? Whereas a deck like Ragdos Midrange does work. Of course, Fable is very good. And like you, and I'm like, and you have a lot more proactiveness with the, the way the deck works and a lot more threats. They have to really answer. And when it comes down to it, Vampire is just like, you play Soren and you get a lot of card advantage and you try to overwhelm them in that way. But like, I was trying to think, I'm like, what can we do to make like, I was looking at like dropping uh, Gifted Aetherborn into a different two drop to like be more proactive. Like, would you want to go? Like, would maybe Rakdos be the way to go? Like, Rakdos Vampires and playing Fable and Soren, but like, don't worry about the Xander bullshit. That's too cute. And like, maybe playing like Immersive Predator, um, to the Vampire Dragon, as like a as a flying finisher. Like, I and like maybe play fucking Obnixilus. I don't fucking. I know. think the Xander thing's like, too I, cute, and Olivia. <clears throat> this this basically feels like if I want to play Ragdoll's mid range yeah, with a little more uh, pizzazz, I'll just play Greasevine. Yeah, like I, I just I don't know what vampires needs, and when are we gonna get another dedicated vampire set or a, a set that has a very big vampire theme to it? We we, we gonna be a while. We need a. We just had fucking. I mean, we really. I think a, a large part is just we need a, <clears throat> another one-drop vampire that's good. Uh, probably. I, I want a one-drop vampire that is good and a two-drop vampire that is an aggressive option as opposed to Gifted Aetherborn, which is a very defensive card. And, and Bloodside Harvester is the best two-drop vampire right now. Yeah. And, like... But that's kind of it, though. I, I don't know. Like, vampires is pretty weak on the two because <clears throat> you have... Gifted Aetherborn and Dusk Legion Zealot in the current vampire lists. And those are mm-hmm. just very, like, slow defensive cards. So the problem with vampires is, is that it has a hard time getting proactive. Because even if, and that's kind of where I see where, like, Olivia and Lord Xander can come in, is the nuts with vampires is, like, turn one night, turn to, like, aggressively the nuts. Turn one night... Turn two, Gifted Aetherborn. Turn three, Sorin, Downtick, Champion. That's not even that fast of a clock. 
Like, that doesn't kill you until, like, turn six. And that's supposed to be your nut draw. Which takes all your mana in the first three turns of the game. So, that doesn't really beat things like Winoda, Lotus, Greasefang as well. So then that's mainly the problem. It's just there's not enough, like you said, proactiveness. It's yeah. very defensive, and this just doesn't fit right now. And I, it's not going to fit for a while. Makes me kind of sad. I mean, to be Soren's honest, vampires do show longer. up regularly. <clears throat> like, even, like, yeah, as, like, a few. Just, they, but, like, we go back to Dominaria. Like said, they could very easily... So, yeah, you could very easily have, like, a random, uncommon two-drop vampire that's actually a pretty good card. Like, that can happen in yeah. any set. Where something I like agree. Merfolk, they don't show up in sets as often. So that was the last time we got a fucking Merfolk. Like Merfolk Trickster? <laughs> Doesn't Dominaria? The or last something? Dominaria? I wouldn't be surprised if that was the last Merfolk we got. Maybe it was like some random other crap, but like I can't imagine actually. Well, Thassa's Oracle is a Merfolk. Oh, yeah, we had Merfolk in, uh, in Theros, but other than Thassa's Oracle, I'm pretty sure they all suck. Um, there's some Boros Feather, <clears throat> might have skipped a few, then some Blue-Eyed Control, some Is it Phoenix, some Mono Red Aggro, some Asper Grease Fang, some Azorius Control, some Mono Green Ramp, once again, not the at-home variety. Um, and that concludes both the challenges. Of note, by the way, these Mono Green decks, a lot of them are running, like, a copy of Vivian Arcbow Ranger again, which is pretty sweet. I like that card a lot. I love that that card so fucking much. I still have my playset sitting on my clusterfuck of a desk behind me. All the cards. It's good with the uh, also with a lot of aggressive decks because there are two copies of Sedescent Petitioner in the sideboard, and it is kind of cool that you can bring one in and like leave one in the board. For example, like for that Vivian to tutor up. So you play the Vivian, and if you're a red aggressive deck, that means Vivian Arcbow Ranger is kind of a <clears> must kill. And Monogreen does play to the board, so you're probably going to have to throw some burn at Vivian, because if they uptick Vivian and you don't deal with it, they just downtick at a Sedescent Petitioner, they can genuinely get like 12 life. Yeah. And you just lose when they do that, because Monogreen can clock you pretty reasonably if you give them a couple turns. So, especially with Pelucranos, not in this deck, but uh, also I think the Mono. Green matchup is really bad for red anyway in the versions that run like three or four Sylvan Carry Tit, because that card slaps against uh, Mono Red Aggro. Well, I mean, I like the meta. I think that's the main thing. I, I like the meta that we have um, right now in Pioneer, and I don't, I don't see any, any reason to change it at the moment, but like, you know, I, th I think there's also still, like, enough cute things to do. Like, <clears throat> I'm trying with uh, five-color humans. I'm trying to see uh, how much... Um, how many stacks pieces can I slap in the main deck of this card? So I'm trying Lavinia in the main. I'm trying uh, Redane in the main. And I'm interested in Containment Priest in the main, but it fucks up your collected company. So... I do keep that one to the board, but that's obviously very good against Winoda. I'm just trying to see how many, like, hate pieces I can squeeze in the main deck and kind of have that, like, taxes with a clock kind of idea for a deck. Uh, and I do think there's still, like, room for things like that to be doing. 
So even though I said earlier, like I wouldn't be too bothered by the bans, I do think um, people who are sort of calling for a must-ban type of thing, I think you should get a little more creative. Uh, I thought it was yeah. funny when uh, Jared mentioned last week, like, yeah, then I had the Esper thing, and I just made a made a goldfish deck with just all the good Esper cards in it. I was like, that was the, the literal first thing I did for Grixis. I yep. just went insulting the binder. everything in Grixis colors. Everything that's reasonable is in a goldfish list. And uh, every once in a while, if I run out of ideas, I'm like, hmm, what did 2018 Alex make of this? Like, there's some bad cards in here, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's do some reminders out the door. Thank you so much for listening. We are the Pioneer Perspective, the official podcast of the Playaway Discord server. Partnered with PlayingPioneer.com. If you want to check out some articles, Alex has a new one about Grix's stuff with new Capenna. I have a new uh, series entry for uh, Like a True Pioneer with cycling stuff. And there's a bunch of other people, amazing content creators on the website. We have a lot of cool things in store. If you didn't see, we are partnering with uh, .gg, uh, the website that owns uh, Arena Zone and stuff like that. So we are partnering with them now. We're actually under that umbrella. So that gives us a lot more leeway with more creative uh opportunities and there's gonna be a lot more cool things coming with the site in the next few weeks months so i'm excited to see what we kind of roll out we have a lot of stuff in the pipeline and ready to go exciting so again playing pioneer.com uh we have our patreon that we you know thank you so much if you want to help support the show it'd be amazing we appreciate it we're still working on extra tiers and we talk about this a lot but we've been very busy with the website with playing pioneer because we're both active on there um, and the other stuff, and Alex has been busy with work, so we apologize for not uh, rolling out the tiers and stuff like that. We have some in the pipeline ready to go, but we're working on the logistics of making those come to fruition. Um, but big thanks to Patrick Bridger and uh, Sir Epic um, for our patrons, and of course, I think you said Kevin on the anchor, yes, uh, your friend, and so that, big thank you to those guys. Right, there's one you can only see it on Patreon. There's one person that we keep forgetting. It's Epic. I said it, Patrick. Oh, Patrick, I I missed it. Excuse me. Sorry, Patrick. Yeah. Patrick, Epic, and Bridger. Thank you guys so much. Um, if anyone else if you want to support the show, it means a lot. It goes a long way. Um, and of course, if we have uh, merch, inkgaming.com, there's two links in the description. One with our faces on it, shit like that. If you don't want the stuff with our faces on it, you don't need to. There's still the affiliate link that helps any proceeds that you want of a cool mat that you see on gaming in general. That still helps a little bit go back to us. That means a lot to us as well. Um, of course, join the Playaway Discord server, play some Paper Magic, stuff like that. You can become a Patreon for playing Pioneer as well. Join that Discord server. Talk to us in that way. Um, there's just so many different ways to support us at this point now. So uh, any any support. And of course, just listening to the podcast um, every week, that kind of thing. Um, sharing it on like Facebook, Twitter, following us on Twitter, uh, the podcast at Pirate Perspective, myself at Bradsford, Alex at Disciple Bullis. Um, that goes a long way too. So it's all support. It means a lot. And again, we've we've grown a lot in the last few months, um, in part because of starting this website, playing Pioneer. Uh, that that went a long way, of course. But in general, however you found us, whether it's because you found us because Saffron Olive appeared on the, the, the show or because I was on the Goldfish video or because of the pot, uh, website or you just saw it on Twitter or it just it popped up on Spotify randomly. Doesn't fucking matter. You're here now and that means the world to us. Thank you. That's, that's all he can really say. 
But and for those of you who've been watching, you've been seeing this shit the entire time. So I hope you enjoyed this really cool unedited uh, take. Uh, if you if you liked it and you want to see more of it, please let us know. Kind of, I'll put it up on Spotify, and I'll probably put this up on YouTube as well. Um, I guess I should make a. I know I have we have a Pioneer Perspective YouTube. I think I made one, so I'll put it on that. Uh, or if not, I'll put it on mine. I don't, I don't fucking know. Um, <clears throat> doesn't matter. It'll be up. It'll, I'll, I'll have the link in the description. It'll be sorted out and stuff. I'll have it edited. Minor minor edits for for the video version. More so just like because I had to pull up the Patreon um, and like stuff like that. So I'll I'll censor some stuff. Uh, but outside of that, pretty much unedited. You got to see the whole thing. You get to hear the pregame, the warm up. Uh, you got to see me go ballistic when the Bolts score with three point nine fucking seconds left to uh, win Game Two of the second round of the NHL playoffs. But I'm rambling. It means a lot. Give us your feedback. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We hope you guys check us out next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everybody.